This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, podcaster, new author. Wait, next week, October 1st, you're releasing a new book. So we'll talk about it more on next week's show. Jamie Ivey. That, hey, guys. Sorry. See, look at that. I was doing show notes in, the, in your intro. She has a new book coming out October 1st, everybody. Go follow her for all the info. She's posting a lot about it, but she'll talk about it on this show next week. All right. And from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, uh, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Hey. Who, if you listen to Friday's show, speaks for every black person in America. Period. No questions asked. <laughs> I'm so glad to have your voice here, Derek. Yeah, yeah we're absolutely. All, it's like, it's like, Vol- I'm like Voltron of black voices. Like they, all just, <laughs> they all just come together in me into one megazord. Dude, Does that mean on this show I speak for every woman? Well, if you claim it, he claimed the yeah. crown. He took the crown. You got to claim the title. You, I'll pass on you it. You have to take the title. Like, no one's going to give it to you. So, <laughs> no one's going to give it to you. You got to take it. Um, uh, so, okay, it's Tuesday. We're com- yep. we're coming off after the weekend. And you know what's good about the weekends now? We're coming into fall. Sports is back. Y'all yeah. watch- are y'all watching football and stuff? It's weird with no crowds. Watching- but- My kids had their first scrimmage on Friday. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. That's awesome. I'm so excited. So Derek, are yep. you a, are you a football guy? Eh, not really. I'm not a big football guy. I'm not going to even lie. I'm, well, I'm ba- it, basketball it, all day. NBA playoffs are in yeah. the conference finals right yeah, now. It's a good I mean, time. It's just a prime I, time, I, considering yeah. the, the how long it took for us to get back to any sort of sports. Uh, yeah. I'm but, very happy right now. And, and I've been very interested in the evolving conversation around, you know, national anthem, the national anthem and demonstrations and, you know, different teams throughout the weekend chose, uh, you know, kind of different ways to uh, express themselves during that portion of the game. You know, right. there are players who decided to take a kneel during the national anthem. <laughs> Other players decided to take a kneel. That's uh, a new a phrase. Knee. I've never heard of take a kneel. <laughs> take a uh, knee. Yeah. What are you kneel. doing? I'm just taking a kneel. Uh, uh, other teams opted to, you know, uh, stay in the locker room and not come out till after. But it, it kind of got me. And 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 I feel like we, we've discussed this a lot. Like, I think, um, y- you know, the, the players who are using that uh, as a way of, uh, you know, raising an awareness and, and using their platform to express concerns about racial injustice. I think it, it's very important. Uh, but I it also like kind of got me just thinking about the idea of a national anthem anyway. Like I was sitting there watching football and I've been thinking about, I was like, is, can anyone just acknowledge like, no matter what someone thinks about this, it's weird that we all just sing somberly before things happen. Like, could you imagine being in a business meeting or any other setting? Like our idea about the national anthem is so weird. If you just looked at it in a vacuum. Okay. Like forget your, your history with it. Like if you're just like, Hey guys, great meeting today. Listen, before we, we, kick things off i was wondering if we could just sing like a song together and someone's like well what are we going to sing out <laughs> Ooh, um the city let's sing a song about the city we're in right like it's so weird that everyone just comes together and decides to sing about oh, you're the, making a the, statement the, the, the country you're making before a statement we play games. i'm not i'm not making a statement about it i'm just saying 
You're making a statement about it. I'm not. I'm just saying it in makes a sense vacuum, at the Olympics. Olympic sports, it would yeah, make sense. It doesn't. Well, I guess kind of. But like, what other? No, it setting? doesn't. No, it does at the Olympics because you're what, representing a country. At what that. other? Yeah, but what other? But why do we do it with a song? Like, it's, isn't that weird to anyone else? When you think about a vacuum where everyone gets together, like, oh man, we're gonna have a great day today. Can we just sing real quick? All right, everybody, one, two, just about where we are. Come on, one, two, three, just everybody. Like, I'm not making. Any con- I'm just saying it's what a weird we, idea we, to just start that things work? by singing. <laughs> what if we yeah, did exactly. that at work? Like, what if Jesse pulled up and was like, my name is Carrie. I'm a Carrie. I represent my family on the show. I record on Zoom. 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 Everybody, come on. We got to get started here. Please. We're singing. This is what we do. We sing before stuff. I, again, I've done it my whole life. I've, I've just been, it's just been very normalized. The idea of singing. And again, it's not about even just the national anthem it's just the idea of everyone just hanging out and decide to stop hanging out for a minute football. so we sing and it, like, about, a, about an unrelated topic I mean I, honestly yeah, it's not, not like a song related. about football it's not it's a song like about basketball it's not like a musical where yeah. a chimney sweep just pops out and does exposition on the plot right yeah. like oh here comes the nanny right down the road like oh he's singing the songs so I know what's going on you know this isn't Hamilton this I is could see, everyone like, just it singing would, I, it would make like, more sock- sense if we sang our school song yeah yeah it's soccer matches they have songs for their for, you know their team and they do this that isn't stuff a chant. This that is, makes sense this is yeah. a song that we all just sing together and and again <laughs> and i'm not saying you're gonna make somebody so mad i'm not Jesse. even talking about the our national anthem i'm talking about just any, any. This, this goes to any that that we just decide to sing before stuff who kicked that and, off i want to know who did the first national who, anthem yeah, who's the first one who's like hey dude you, this the, the, we got all these we got like you know fifty thousand people here everyone's really jazz you know what we should do get everyone real quiet for a minute and sing a song just about how do you border. feel about the pledge of allegiance at, at like elementary schools before they start their school day I, th- I, I I don't know. I, I, I haven't really thought about it in the same sort of vacuum. You know what I mean? I was just thinking about like the, the song, like what a, other than church, which, which right now is, is it was where I assume a lot of people are doing virtually. I don't know yeah, when a lot I, of, a lot I, of back to normal. Well, I, when, when else are people singing? Like when else did just a bunch of people come together and be like, Hey, look, can we just sing together? Birthday I- parties. Happy birthday. That's but true. At least it makes sense though. You're singing a sentiment to, to the somebody. person you're honoring. Yeah. This is, I, think this, I think you're happened. onto something, Jesse, as this is yeah, a much I bigger do. conversation about this old nationalism this, stuff. Like this is yeah. like, this goes deep. Yeah. But I'm telling you, what about what, what I can imagine this, like you're, is is it's you know I don't know when people started doing anthems or whatever, but it's two wars, you know, one nation on the other side, another nation on the other side, and then some guy that's leading the charge just bust out singing, like that would be crazy, <laughs> like charge, and then he just bust out. Give me well, that, give me that in A flat real quick. <laughs> well, even even well, like they in the Bible, that they had the the music people went out first, the trumpets. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's weird too. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't fight. You can only play a trumpet. Yeah, it's, Go it's like, dude, I, I'm part of this ancient, uh, you know, Spartan uh, uh, team. And like, sweet, what do you got? Oh, you're going to be like way out ahead of everybody blowing a horn and, 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 and in tune. <laughs> we, but, no, no weapon, bro. We giving you a trumpet, dog. But, but real quick, do, 
Will that like let them know we're coming? They're like, yeah, but you're singing. Yeah, it's a song. I mean, what we got to do with a song? Just march out there. You, 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 you know, you got you got the 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 Spartan warriors behind you. No big deal. Uh, just you know, I do just, believe. That it is historically factual to say that the horns, the bugle boys, were actually doing things to help communicate, uh, like different things back to the troops. Okay. Like the, they're making calls, almost like an earpiece and a quarterback's helmet. Right? They're making calls to the troops. That's what the bugles were for. It wasn't I just believe. to make a joyful noise. Before I don't the war think starts. they're out there just kind of having a party, and then we're going to kill you. I don't think that it was that like that sense, kind of a Cameron. Vibe. That would make yeah. sense. I just would know if I if I was <laughs> someone in those times, you yeah. know, and there and I was like, all right, you know, where do I get my you know spear or whatever? And they're like, oh no, dude, we got you this uh, this little drum, and you're going to wear it. Uh, like a little, like a little child, and you're just gonna march around playing the drum. <laughs> hey, I think that was a pace I, thing. Can like I say this real quick? Thing. And I might get in a lot of trouble please. for this, and I might text you later, Cameron, and say, "Please take this out." Oh no, but it's not gonna happen. When I go to events and they do the national anthem, and they're like, "Everybody stand, yeah, put your hand on your heart." Like I, yeah. I will sing the song, I will say the song, but I, I have a really hard time putting my hand over my heart because yeah. I feel like I am That's not giving allegiance to anything besides Jesus. Amen. That sounds real churchy. And you take some heat for that when you say that out loud, yeah. but I just can't physically say I'm dedicating my entire life to the United States of America. I can't do it. Not yeah. in a black community. You. We like, look, do you, <laughs> whichever way you want bro if you, am i gonna get in trouble for saying that no you i don't think so you know no. the worst thing is uh, is in the playoffs when you're playing the raptors you have to sit through two songs oh, oh my goodness canadian yeah, yeah. they and don't again, do the regular season again, but during again, the playoffs it, it's not really about in, in any particular country propensity to do this it's just i'm just saying, I'm just saying <laughs> what other time of life are you singing i, I if I if I had if I was like the the pr- the prime minister of some like tiny country right that that y- you know th- that was only going to send a couple athletes to the games I would make sure they dominate in that they medal so that we can do our national anthem and I would make it like fifteen minutes and just make the whole world the world will know us because our national anthem is fifteen minutes and it's it, it's mostly falsetto you know what I mean like. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make the news. Hey, uh, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, worship leader Anna Golden joins us. Uh, yeah, we'll talk to her about music and worship and stuff, but we also talked to her about what she wishes men understood about women in leadership mm. and, uh, and a lot more. So you don't want to miss that, Anna Golden. Uh, we also have slices and your feedback at the end. Last week, uh, Jesse, last Tuesday, Jesse talked about the, the big hole that he's very yep. excited about getting to the bottom of. We asked you what mysteries you want to get to the bottom of. You get, you did not disappoint. That's some great feedback coming up. All right. Well, stay tuned. Up next, it's Slices. Oh, you need to wake up. I can't tell you. It's so here. Just like my parents have. I've become a You're listening to Of Monsters and Men. The song is Visitor. It's about aliens. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, 
I I know last week or 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 on a recent show I talked about how space is super boring and lame. You, you forget so the new frequency. <laughs> you forget like how, what show? How many? We're doing a lot of shows now. I know, and I know it came out recently. That's all I know. And <laughs> I. <laughs> I found a story that is about space and I was like, okay, this is, pr-. I went down, I, guys, I did a deep dive. I, I went down this little uh, rabbit hole and I was up to like one in the morning just watching, reading Wikipedia entries, reading uh, all these articles. So re- recently, um, uh, the scientists uh, this week, um, it's, this was a big story, detected a material um, in the atmosphere of Venus that has led researchers to believe that there could be life on, on that planet planet. Um, I'm going to read a piece. This is from uh, CBS News, an analysis. Uh, so I'm going to read it briefly and, and unpack why it's so interesting. Traces of a rare molecule known as phosphane have been found in the hellish, heavily acidic atmosphere of Venus, astronomers announced on Monday, providing a tantalizing clue about the possibility of life. Phosphor- phosphine mo- molecules on Earth are primarily a result of human industry or, act- or actions of microbes that thrive in the oxygen-free thrive in oxygen three envi- uh, free environment so when, when you first read it you're like oh well, are there factories on venus but you know i start you start unpacking it evidently you know the surface of venus is the hottest place in the entire solar system if you were to land on venus it's hot enough there to melt lead uh and, oh. and that's largely because it has this like re- 240 degrees celsius i believe yeah it, it, and, it, and, and the entire <laughs> atmosphere is like sulfuric acid like the, yeah. there's no way that anything could yeah, so, exist there. yeah, exactly. Because it it uh, the the greenhouse effect in that atmosphere it just basically cooks the whole the whole. Yeah. Uh, there, there's actually a superposition material that's somewhere between gas and liquid. Like it's a it's a uh, a physical property that is sort of outside of our, our our realm of understanding right now. That's how hot it is. Anyway, so I'm like, well, it's well, a new well, setting on on the uh, Vitamix blenders. <laughs> it's, if you yeah, hear Friday show to get that, but uh, yeah. But but so so what the implications of this are is, yeah, the surface is really hot. But if you actually go up uh, like high enough in the atmosphere of Venus, uh, because Venus is about the size of Earth, the gravity conditions are about the same and it's relatively comfortable up there. I mean, it's about 80 degrees, which is very livable. Yeah. Uh, Mm. And so so. James I mean, wear a beanie. I'm not it's so, a beanie on it, a fireplace and, and a fire. <laughs> and, and so, I, so I, I was reading these stories, and I was kind of disappointed because they were like, you know, if there's any life up there, it's microbes that live in the atmosphere. Yeah. But uh, I, I, a passing line said, uh, in the past, scientists have thought the atmosphere of Venus uh, uh, was actually good for cloud cities. So there are there mm. are suggestions that colonizing the atmosphere Atmosphere of Venus would actually be way cheaper, way safer, and way faster than trying to colonize Mars. Because on Mars, you have to acclimate to an alien climate and all these sort of atmospheric conditions, uh, including different gravity settings, which cause like your bones to deteriorate. But what some scientists, including NASA, are looking into is the ability to uh, bring in air from Earth 
into a, a structure that would assi- basically be like a big balloon structure because Earth's air is actually lighter than this top atmosphere of Venus. And they would create a, a floating city that would be on uh, these kind of big balloons that would be fueled by just air from Earth. And they said it would actually be far cheaper than trying to uh, colonize why, Mars. Why? 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 Just just mm-hmm. float out in space. I mean, like, why? Why do you need to go float above another planet? that you can't ever touch well well i think all space exploration is super lame right now because it takes forever so why 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 do we go to the moon cameron that's what i'm saying like just go just if you want to float around with earth air just go to our moon or i don't know even if earth kind of like goes to pot just float above earth who cares well well, why are you going to venus well the, the the answer is uh uh the basically the human body isn't meant for that sort of pressure so like the 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 either the too much atmospheric pressure or oh, too so little the gravity. Yeah, exactly. If, if you were to live so floating in, above Venus would give us a similar gravity. But if we floated above earth or on our moon, it would change our bones and skeletal structure because we were built for this gravity. Pool. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost identical. So we'd and have, so, we'd float because the gas, the air is, so much lighter, but we would still have the gravitational pull. Ex- exactly. Oh. Yeah. Well, I say we do it. Let's go for it. Didn't isn't this just what the NBA just did? They just built a city inside of a city. So there you go. It, it's, it's a, a bubble. bubble. Here in the Orlando. Venus bubble. The Venus the bubble. bubble. I'm telling you, it made me. I was like, dude, I wouldn't. The Mars thing. That that, that doesn't sound any fun, right? Like that's just a big red desert. There's nothing to do up there. Cloud cities. We're talking. <laughs> yeah, it's who the knows? Jetsons. It's the Jetsons. It's the yeah. Jetsons. It is. Yeah. Minus the poles, like all yeah. those buildings were on long poles. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. That that was an interesting decision by them to ju- to just <laughs> like I know they were doing like I know the like what what's even that little Amis on the on the Jetsons like what's at the bottom of these poles? Why do we and go also, up? like are people falling off? I mean, like think about it. I mean, like those poles seem pretty high. I mean, if you have to have really a pole, it's because you're me out you got now. gravity. I mean, yeah. you got all these yeah. clumsy robots rolling it's around. Mom. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. What do you have, Derek? Um, so you remember, I, I don't know was, how many shows it was ago, but you could rent out the uh, Blockbuster and do an yeah. Airbnb yes. situation. Right. Well, Fresh Prince, Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff, they've just teamed up and you can rent out the doggone Bel Air, Fresh Prince of Bel Air home that's on so Airbnb. Fun. That is now that's an Airbnb we that. can get behind. That'd be legendary. I that's would do crazy. that. Like that's yeah. super crazy. So I guess it's uh it's for the thirtieth anniversary of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They got together and and you can go to Bel Air and go get your get your get your Airbnb luxury chill. The, t- huh? the tough thing though is like you know it's not at all the layout from the set or the decorations from the set, and so you walk uh, into just some stranger's well, house. Well, well, well like, they then, did, they made a couple of rooms like yeah. you know, but they put in like old. Jordans and, and like 90s stuff. Okay. That, but the weird thing is like you don't have full reign of the house so that's like implying there are other people living there and you're just like <laughs> running out of, like hey I'm here man this is the Fresh Prince house. We're like yeah it's actually they just did the exterior shot here like one day yeah. and they just replayed it a bunch my family lives it's here. It's really like Jan and Doug and they're like their kids are <laughs> off at college. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's that's that the thing I don't crazy. get about Airbnbs. I don't, I'm not an Airbnb guy. I don't like the idea of like I'm staying in a room with a family that I don't know. Like it we just do feels... Airbnb a lot. Yeah, but but you do like you buy out the whole building. 
Well, yeah, you, and uh, most Airbnbs that we do, you can tell that that's their main gig. It's not yeah. like they went out of town for the weekend and then you're staying in their bed. Yeah, like, no, but like a there's hotel. a lot of Airbnbs like this one, though. You're just getting the room. Yeah, I'm not down and the for families, that. The nope. host is still there. No, nope. I've done it. I've well, done I mean, it. if you that's live called a mission in a, trip. But if you live in a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air house, like you bought it, I just don't, you know, I mean, surely someone lives there. That's pretty expensive rental property to yeah. have. Like, I don't yeah. think people would just have that as an Airbnb or right. a tap. So I think this yeah. is just good for this, you know, the 30th anniversary. I don't, I don't know how long they're doing that, though, but it's a good, it's a great marketing I think there promo are only situation. a handful of dates that you could do it. Yeah. yeah. J- Jamie, as someone who, who does a lot of Airbnb, is it just me or or do, do I get very annoyed by that rule book just waiting for me? It's like, OK, OK, I got it. Same. Am I, you just trust me here. I, I, I don't need you to tell me. And, you know, frankly, I don't need your recommendations for what's in the neighborhood. I'm not going to do any of this. If I'm Airbnb in here, there's a reason I'm here. I didn't just randomly pick to go to the city and hope that the homeowner will, will, will leave me tips about where to go. J- Jamie, what are you feeling about the rule books at Airbnbs? It's weird because you go into a hotel, there's no rule book. I mean, no you just show yeah, up. Exactly. And you, it's just a social contract. You know, don't smash the TV out the thank window. You. No I mean, one's that's having it. to tell you yeah. you can't smoke in the bed. Like, you just right. know you can't. And so right. um, I think it's fun when they're kind of funny with it. You know, they they kind of make a joke about it. So I don't that, know. That, even, that even annoys me more. I'm just like, <laughs> just tell me what I can and can't do. Okay. And I don't need to know where the new, uh, where the tour of the, you know, the old factory is in town. Thanks. That's not on my list right now. Speaking I mean, of, oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of jokes and rules, question: How do y'all feel about the Southwest airline people? Oh my gosh! Jokes? Does that just drive you? It drives me up the wall. How do y'all feel about that? my husband Aaron? Literally, he says I refuse to fly Southwest Airlines because I cannot handle the jokes. He like <laughs> he thinks it's so corny and he hates it so much. Uh, I think uh, it's kind of cute. Respect. It bothers I, I, me. I can't. I can't stand it either. If I wanted to hear amateur comedy, I would could go to an. I'm, they, their job is to transport me from one city to another, not Safely. to go workshop new material. About. <laughs> Man, I haven't flown in a while, but could you imagine all the mask material right now? It would be. Oh, guys, can we please joke about something else here? I've heard for for years all you had to work on was seatbelt jokes, and now, <laughs> now you got the mask. mask. At least, at least you perfected those. These are you're still working them out. You oh know? my gosh! I oh went. Gosh. I don't fly Southwest very often, but I got on one once. I went to go open the bin to put away my carry-on bag, and one of the flight attendants was in it. No, no, yeah, she, you she, playing, no. Bro. no, no, no. She like jumped out, like hey, oh and like everybody gosh. laughed, and I was no, like, "Get me off!" That is bro. not funny. That is <laughs> give me off this plane. <laughs> That is she not was okay. Little. She was little. That, that seems like a, that's like the pilot saying, "Hey, everyone, this is your captain speaking. Who wants to see me do a loop? Well, something totally undangerous that this plane isn't built for. Anyone? All right. Yeah. I would. I would never fly Southwest Airlines again great. if that happened. She me. like popped out like surprise, <laughs> and everybody laughed, and I was just like, "Please get down! Like well, this is deeply unsafe. You're supposed to be showing us the safe way to travel." Anyway, all right. What do you have, Jamie? Okay, I got something uh, real quick. I have a question for you guys first. Who do you think, and you may know the answer to this, who has the most Instagram followers on Instagram? Who is it? Anyone know? Uh, At one point, it was like Selena Gomez or or somebody. I think it might still be Selena. It's not Selena. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ronaldo. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, uh, Ariana Grande is after that. Selena is after The Rock, after Kylie Jenner, then there's Selena. But anyhow, Instagram, this show's coming out Tuesday. Last Wednesday, we had uh, some celebrities who basically took a day off of Instagram for this movement called Stop Hate for Profit. It is a, a campaign that's asking people to not post. This was last week, but it's still relevant today because of what we have going forward in the next couple of months. But... Ashton Kutcher, Mark Ruffalo, Kerry Washington, lots of different celebrities are saying they're not posting on this particular day because they want to highlight the fact that Facebook, which here, this is crazy, earned nearly $70 billion in advertising revenue last year. They're facing a bunch of problems from critics over their indefensible excuses for amplifying division, hate, and misinformation on their platforms. One of the things that most recently happened was Facebook's handling of some online material that was happened ahead of the shootings that just happened recently in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they made a mistake in not removing a page that belonged to a militia group that called for armed civilians to enter that town. We all know mm-hmm. what happened after that. And they only took the page down after one of I don't know if this I don't know if this armed teenager came from this page or not, but after an armed civilian killed two people in Kenosha, we saw that happen a couple of months, uh, weeks ago. So they use exactly kind of what we talked about on Friday about using your power and your platform and your voice. And so all of these celebrities were going off of Instagram, which my first response to this was, OK, it's a day off of Instagram. Like, is anyone going to notice who cares all the things? But I guess I'm taking my own thoughts of what I said last week about Brad Pitt is that this is a way that they can bring awareness to a campaign uh, called Stop Hate for Profit, which they're wanting awareness because we're in the middle of election season and they're wanting to hold Facebook accountable for what they're allowing to be on their pages. Good. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think... You know, so, sometimes it, that's it's so complicated too because it, social media developed far ahead of any sort like the technology. The development of the technology outpaced any sort of discussion about ethics, you right. know, which mm-hmm. isn't. But it, it, and because I, it's like, well, I don't want the phone company listening to my phone calls and turning off my phone if I'm saying things that they deem inappropriate. Do I want this channel? Do I look at it? Do I look at Facebook as just a tool that people use to communicate, just like my phone? Because I'm yeah, not. But your phone isn't selling advertising. Exactly. That's, that's where the, the compl- that's the complicating yeah. factor that comes in when you when you inject like when it's a non paid service that is profiting right. off that's of right. the message. Because you, you can buy messaging services that you that you pay for that app, and there's no ads, and you can say whatever you want, but nobody's mm-hmm. listening. Yeah. You know? and, and, and so, yeah. so Facebook wants to make a certain case, but yet their revenue implies that they're actually incentivizing, yeah. uh, you, you know, arguments. And so then it just becomes so complicated that, I, you know, it, it's obviously they can't allow for the platform to be used, you know, to, to incite violence. You know, my gut is that it's gotten too powerful. And like back in the days where uh, regulators would bust up like, you know, Ma Bell, you know, the Bell monopoly into AT&T and a bunch of different companies. Yeah. I think that the the tech monoliths are going to get busted uh, open and, and decentralized and regulated. It's inevitable. It's Isn't too we, powerful. Wasn't this a big thing this summer where they were meeting about this as well? 
Oh yeah, it's just it's so complicated, and it would be such a a, a pivot for our society that it's it's going to take time to figure out what the right direction is. But it's inevitable because it's too powerful, and it's making too much money, and very few people can literally like have so much consolidated power they can tip the direction of our society, and the government's that's not, not going to allow yeah. that. Well, re- you know? regulate it in in what way? Because that that that's an interesting conversation. Because I'm thinking like what. What could you put in place? Would you, are you talking capping subscribers or no? I think it like, would be a thing of of like I mean breaking up the side businesses because like Alphabet, which is Google plus right. plus plus plus, yeah. Like you would probably decentralize that. Nest would get broken off, whatever. Uh-huh. With Facebook, I think it'd, it'd be more of a thing of uh, like they regulate broadcast airwaves, which is a for profit advertising supported, uh-huh. you know, entertainment medium. They would probably bring Facebook and social media into the entertainment medium regulation. You can't say certain things. You have, you know, fines, da da da. So now if I'm going to find Facebook for the content that is being broadcast through Facebook, Facebook will have to implement moderation and restrictions that are no, oh, okay. not in place currently. So because because under saying, the FCC or whatever? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Like NBC will get slammed yeah. if live broadcast dude drops F-bombs. Right. They shut that down. They put uh-huh. in a tape delay, five second, da, da, da. Uh-huh. Facebook would have to find the social media version of that. So what you're saying is that if there's a group that wants to form this militia, they need to just do that someplace else is what they're going to come to say. Well, yeah, it's going it's, it's to go off into the our chats and the, yeah. uh, you know, the yeah. fringe web and, and, and all that. But at least it won't be in that kind of mainstream place that it is easily accessible now for yeah. a lot of people to just stumble into, yeah. you know? Yeah. So... All right, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Anna Golden joins us. Last night I got on your own side and it wasn't right. I think that you should know I'm a little slow. I last night underneath the street light and it's on my phone. I won't blame you if you go. I'm a little bit slow. I get messed up by things I'll never see. You're listening to Hosky. The song is slow. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, Anna Golden is a singer, songwriter, worship leader from Greenville, South Carolina. And she's a worship pastor at Relentless Church. She's collaborated with some of our favorite leaders like Brooke Ligertwood and Kim Walker-Smith, who are both longtime friends of the show, uh, to teach people about creativity and worship. Anna's newest single, Birds, released last month and is based on Matthew 6, 25 and 26. Our very own Tyler Huckabee recently sat down with Anna to talk about worship and pop music, what she's been up to during quarantine, and, yep, what she wishes men understood about women in leadership. Here's our conversation with Anna Golden. You are in the
I started um, as a, like a kid, like showbiz kid, did stuff with Radio Disney as a kid, like all that fun stuff, back and forth to Los Angeles. Any kid's dream that doesn't know actually how that is, living that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I just always had such a pull for ministry. And when I was, when I was about 15, I remember being in a hotel room in Los Angeles and just like with my mom, who was my manager, <laughs> and I was just crying. I was like, you know, I think that this is just a lot of pressure on me. And I love leading worship because none of the pressure is on me. And instead of all eyes being on me, it's all eyes pointing to something else. And um, I just have always felt so comfortable and safe. And I've seen my personal life change through worship. So it's my constant mission and goal to be able to create that atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to move in other people's lives and see their lives change through worship as well. Songwriting is a muscle that basically just needs to be exercised. So I, I try to physically sit down every single day and write about anything. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, I want a topic. Or if I write a worship song, it'll be like flowing out of worship. But I try to make that discipline. So when if I have a moment of inspiration, I have the work ethic and I know how to execute it into a full finished work. So like songwriting is like, a portion creativity, but a large portion of just doing the work and being able to write it and construct a song that is not only received for creatives, but for a large audience, for people who don't really understand the creative side. So I, I love just sitting down at the piano and just going off. And sometimes if I have something like in my heart or on my spirit, like it'll be like the middle of the night and I'm like, I feel this, or even right now with everything that's going on, I've seemed to be writing a lot of songs about the peace of God and just things that personally help me. I always say that the way that your body heals itself, like if someone were to cut you and you were to heal yourself, I believe that God gives us gifts and talents that heal us first, that minister to us first. So a lot of times that I sit down at the piano, it's for me seeking fresh water, for me seeking healing. Even if that's a song, that I did go through a heartbreak and I need to just sing it out. It's a lot of therapy for me. worship as a whole has evolved so much in church that um, there are more poetic songs being sang in a corporate atmosphere. I mean, we see it now with like Maverick City songs and a lot of churches are using those as corporate songs when, when maybe like five years ago you would have heard that and been like, oh, no one's going to sing that in a corporate setting. But I, I think that those walls are definitely being broken down as far as like a more general you're seeing worship artists release other songs too, like songs that they're like, hey, I just wrote this and this might not say 
Jesus or God in it necessarily, but like my perspective was from this holy place. Like, what do you think of it? And I think that if you were to look at anybody's like, like Apple music or anything right now, like it's not necessarily going to be only just worship music, right? Like it's going to be like a mix. Like we got like Drake in there, like what's going on, you know? But just to see that everybody likes a well-rounded because music is truly healing. And when you feel seen by what you're listening to, it creates a place of healing and this comfortability to be understood. So I think that it's necessary for people with a biblical base and a Jesus perspective on things to make music for that genre because it, it brings a healthy perspective and a just a, a better, like if that makes sense, like getting that side of things from people like faith-based, you just feel more seen. A lot of men only celebrate women who lead like men. And this in the sense of a woman who's demonstrative and a woman who grabs the room, right? And sometimes the most beautiful thing about a woman is her grace and her ease. And to celebrate the womanly functions of a woman leader, right? Because God made us all different because we need each other. So just to highlight those aspects of a woman and to realize that the way that our, even our country was built, that women did not have rights and did not have a say and to acknowledge that and to learn that we're not only fighting against the last generation, but we're fighting against the foundation of the country and the foundation of society and to see and to highlight and just to be aware, like you can, being a man, you can kind of be ignorant to it because you don't have to see it as much, but, and it starts at home. Like empower your wife, empower your girlfriend, empower your sisters and your mother and see, and just open your eyes to what women have to offer. There's such a difference and we truly need each other. I'm not like anti-men at any, any road, right? Like we truly need the bond. And once like we can come together and this goes for any sort of cross races and everything we truly need each other and to educate ourselves and the injustices between everything that is the best place to start like just immerse yourself in knowing how and and seeing a different perspective of how you can learn how they live their daily lives that's like the most beautiful thing to do That was Anna Golden. Make sure to check out her new single, Birds, wherever you get your music.
these strange times, stress and fear are changing how we see the world. You may find yourself believing that your situation will never get better, that God wants you to feel desperate and defeated, that suffering is the same as spiritual growth. In his new book, Flirting with Darkness, best-selling author Ben Corson wants to show you how far these little dangerous lies are from the truth. Ben opens up about his own journey through the valleys of uncertainty, depression, and PTSD. But most importantly, Ben wants you to see how God met him at his lowest and showed him that he didn't have to stay in the darkness. You don't have to keep living in survival mode. In the throes of hardship, God wants to bring you peace. Flirting with darkness will help you to experience God's healing and embrace the fulfillment he has in store for you. Flirting with Darkness is available now. Find it wherever books are sold. Listening to Hot Flash Heat Wave, song is Grudge. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Well, last week for the question of the week, Jesse spent eight and a half minutes talking about a big hole in Eastern Europe. And fascinating. <laughs> it was it's a mystery. Eight and a half minutes. It, eight it, and half it, minutes. Felt, it felt like a mere 20 minutes. <laughs> what mystery? So it, it caused us to think about mysteries that we want to get to the bottom of, both figuratively and literally, in Jesse's whole case. Um, so we asked you for the question of the week, what's the thing, what's the mystery that you want to get to the bottom of? You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and some of you also messaged us on Instagram at Relevant Magazine. Here's a few of our favorites. Josh says, why does the McRib sandwich look like it has rib bones inside of it? But when you bite down, there are no bones. I got thoughts because I don't like foods that are look like things. I don't like the like like dinosaur chicken nuggets. It's like mm, no, that's, that's, yeah. it reminds me that this was made in a press. Yeah, just a mold. Just want, yeah. And like, here you go. Here you go. (laughs) And even when I watch Chef's Table, it's like, what's this little bubble on top of the little flake of Parmesan here? You know, it's like, just serve me the food. I want it to look like food. That's a great point, Josh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Michael has a point about food, too. He said this whole hot dog, hot dog bun packaging fiasco. It's been a joke for so long. But why have we still not fixed this? Is that they're not the same amount? When you yeah, buy a hot dog package and a bun package, hot dogs, eight and it's buns. not the same. It doesn't make sense. It's like the, do y'all remember the movie Father of the Bride? Did y'all ever see yeah, it? Yeah, remember yeah, when he yeah, has yeah. the breakdown in the aisle? This is what it's over. Why do we not put the same <laughs> it, it amount seems of like hot dogs in the hot dog bun packages? One guy at Big Hot Dog could call up <laughs> one person over a Big Hot Dog bun and just be like, <laughs> you hey, let's, can we just get on the buns. same page? Let's, let's, meet, let's meet in the middle here. You're doing eight, you're doing eight <laughs> buns. We're doing nine. We're doing 10 dogs. Why don't we just both do nine? What do you say? <laughs> The problem solved. Barbecues redeemed. America's better yeah. after that. Uh, I, I Campbell Caskey, his mystery, he says, his big mystery, why in the world does Jesse hate space? It's so incongruous with the many of his other interests. Uh, like he thinks air law is great. Just imagine space law. His conclusion 
is that he thinks it's only to be antagonistic toward Cameron. And I agree. No, Mm. it's because I am a very impatient person and anything with space takes freaking forever. And it's like, (laughs) I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm like, oh, cool. We're going to go build a cloud city on Venus. And it's like, yeah, it takes six months to get there. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not spending months on it. I don't don't like going on an hour car ride. Much less six months. I'm out. Space, too big. Too big. It's too big. All right, I got you. My gosh. Um, how Betty White hasn't aged since Golden Girls. This it is actual. Looks mystery. exactly the same. <laughs> yes. Her, so you could, you exactly could also same. put you could Paul also Rudd. put Pharrell, Pharrell, and Paul Rudd oh, in that, in that mix. How old is Paul Rudd? Fifty. Yeah. Oh my good, that dude looks amazing. Like you would think he's like. 32, 33. <laughs> yeah. Have you yeah. seen the side by sides of the 30 year old Paul Rudd and the 50 year old Paul Rudd? It's the same dude. Yeah. Is he vegan? Yeah. That's that's usually the answer. Is he vegan? Hey, hey, the thing about Pharrell, though, did you? He was on the that LeBron James HBO talk show, The Shop. Yeah. And uh, at the end of it, they were doing like little outtakes and stuff. And uh, one of the guys that was there is a young rapper, dude. I forget which artist it was. But the outtake at the end of the show was. Hey, while the credits were rolling, hey, for real, for real, he asked for real, he goes, hey, for real, what's like your skincare routine? Because you look really good, man. And like, you know, I'm young, so maybe I could start now. Pharrell goes, guys, the secret is daily exfoliation and moisturizing. So there you go. That's simple. That's simple. Clean. Cold water. Cold water, daily exfoliation. That's I, what he said. I I recently just stopped wash like washing my face with hand soap, and <laughs> that's how far I have to go. <laughs> like my, I would be like washing my face in the morning. My wife's like, "Do you know there's face wash in the shower?" I'm like, I know, but there's hand soap right here, and I'm What's just gonna the use that. Yeah. I, I would, I do the same. Yeah, exactly. Oh, just a little a dial, of clean out those pores. You know. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You just get the dirt off. Jesse's nice. gonna look like a turn up when ten years from now. <laughs> Do we even say that? I think people just looked older though a long time ago. Like my grandma, I think she looked the same from like fifty to eighty. I think she had the same hairdo, the same dress. She looked exactly the same. Like if I pulled up two pictures of my grandma, like the the Betty White thing, and I had to decide if she was sixty or eighty, I'm having a hard time figuring out. I don't know. That's true. You know, I don't know. People looked older sooner. Yes, back in the day. Yes, or that's just because we were kids. You know, okay. it was like there's a point in in the only <laughs> we talked this a long time ago. Like as soon as like there's a pool day, this is gonna be a very weird reference. We can take it out if this doesn't land. <laughs> but like as soon as like you're hanging out at the pool and like your friend's mom no longer goes underwater, <laughs> like we'll always keep the head above water. Or like it's, that's the point where it's like okay, I think they're just gonna they're gonna be this a, a just older adult forever. Like there is a point. She got her hair done. She didn't want to get it wet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where where I, I we had a swimming pool. I don't know if my mom ever went underwater the entire time we had that swimming pool. <laughs> like, it, it, yeah, at that point, it's just like, you know, that's officially an adult. And that's when, you know, when your kid just age just stops. Oh, black know? women never go underwater. It's like it's like because they look if you I'm just going to let y'all know. Cause Jesse, I know you live. If we get to come visit you, do not throw water in my wife's hair. She will literally. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I was planning a big surprise bucket. Yeah. Bro, just he jumps out. She he jumps will, out. She will. That's how I greet all my guests with like a super soaker. <laughs> so you're saying that's off the table. Okay, that's well, off the table. Plan, plan B then. <laughs> all, listen, all the black women that are listening to Relevant right now, I need you to let them know. 
you know, what's up with, with, with water mm-hmm. and hair because I just don't want any of my white friends to get beat up by black women. <laughs> I just know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Pro tip. Yeah. Ryan Albaugh says his mystery is how do people eat candy corn? I like Corn's candy good. corn. Me too. By the fist. That's how we eat it. Yeah, you just put it in your mouth and eat it. Too waxy. Too waxy. Like a, it's what? like I'm eating tiny. It's like I'm eating tiny candles. I don't do it. I do no, not do it. No, it's like eating little tiny uh, triangle sugar cubes. What are you the, talking about? Candles. It's, candy it's all waxy. Lit, too waxy. Uh, well, there's it. a there's a lot more where that came from. So go check it out on the Twitter page. Okay, it's time for this week's. All right. Well, earlier we got talking about the uh, Fresh Prince Airbnb that's happening right now and uh, Airbnb rule books and, you know, sharing the home with the hosts and all that kind of stuff. For this week's question of the week, we want to know your most awkward or strange Airbnb experience. We want to know your best Airbnb story. So there you go. This is going to be good. Well, thank you to Anna Golden for joining us today. Make sure to check out her music wherever you get your music. Great worship artist. Uh, And follow her on Instagram at Anna Golden Music. At Anna Golden Music. Hey, listen, while you're online following Anna on Instagram and downloading her music, head over to relevantmagazine.com. It's all new. We launched a new site a couple of weeks ago and continue to roll out big new features. Uh, we'll be launching daily devotionals, new newsletters, a lot of stuff that, for you to check out. Uh, the podcast network is there with new players and content. We're adding episode-based content and a lot of stuff. Uh, go check it out. The all new relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, check out the brand new September, October issue of Relevant Magazine. Yes, it's back, folks. Reinvented for an all new era. We have a cover story with Maverick City Music, uh, as well as features with uh, the Avett Brothers, Jordan Lee Dooley. Uh, we get into the rise of Christian nationalism. We, I, It just goes there. It's all the stuff that you like from our uh, print magazine. There at relevantmagazine.com. Click on the magazine section. On that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. And I'm Derek Miner. We'll see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at RelevantMagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. Hey everyone, this is your captain speaking. Who wants to see me do a loop? Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.